Section ninety four of the Brothers Karamazov by Fyodor Dostoevsky. Translated by Constance Garnett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bruce Peary. Epilogue. Chapter one. Plans for Mitch's escape. Very early, at nine o'clock in the morning, five days after the trial, Alyosha went to Katerina Ivanovna's to talk over a matter of great importance to both of them, and to give her a message. She sat and talked to him in the very room in which she had once received Grushenka. In the next room Ivan Fyodorovitch lay unconscious, in a high fever. Katerina Ivanovna had immediately, after the scene at the trial, ordered the sick and unconscious man to be carried to her house disregarding the inevitable gossip and general disapproval of the public one of the two relations who lived with her had departed to moscow immediately after the scene in court the other remained but if both had gone away katerina ivanovna would have adhered to her resolution and would have gone on nursing the sick man and sitting by him day and night Vervinsky and herzenstube were attending him the famous doctor had gone back to moscow refusing to give an opinion as to the probable end of the illness though the doctors encouraged katerina ivanovna and alyosha it was evident that they could not yet give them positive hopes of recovery alyosha came to see his sick brother twice a day but this time he had specially urgent business and he foresaw how difficult it would be to approach the subject yet he was in great haste he had another engagement that could not be put off for that same morning and there was need of haste they had been talking for a quarter of an hour katerina ivanovna was pale and terribly fatigued yet at the same time in a state of hysterical excitement she had a presentiment of the reason why alyosha had come to her don't worry about his decision she said with confident emphasis to alyosha one way or another he is bound to come to it he must escape that unhappy man that hero of honour and principle not he not dmitri fyodorovitch but the man lying the other side of that door who has sacrificed himself for his brother katya added with flashing eyes told me the whole plan of escape long ago you know he has already entered into negotiations i've told you something already you see it will probably come off at the third etape from here when the party of prisoners is being taken to siberia oh it's a long way off yet ivan fyodorovitch has already visited the superintendent of the third etape but we don't know yet who will be in charge of the party and it's impossible to find that out so long beforehand to-morrow perhaps i will show you in detail the whole plan which ivan fyodorovitch left me on the eve of the trial in case of need that was when do you remember you found us quarrelling he had just gone downstairs but seeing you i made him come back do you remember do you know what we were quarrelling about then no i don't said alyosha of course he did not tell you it was about that plan of escape he had told me the main idea three days before and we began quarrelling about it at once and quarrelled for three days we quarrelled because when he told me that if dmitri fyodorovitch were convicted he would escape abroad with that creature i felt furious at once i can't tell you why i don't know myself why oh of course i was furious then about that creature and that she too should go abroad with dmitri 
katerina ivanovna exclaimed suddenly her lips quivering with anger as soon as ivan fyodorovitch saw that i was furious about that woman he instantly imagined i was jealous of dmitri and that i still loved dmitri that is how our first quarrel began i would not give an explanation i could not ask forgiveness i could not bear to think that such a man could suspect me of still loving that and when i myself had told him long before that i did not love dmitri that i loved no one but him it was only resentment against that creature that made me angry with him three days later on the evening you came he brought me a sealed envelope which i was to open at once if anything happened to him oh he foresaw his illness he told me that the envelope contained the details of the escape and that if he died or was taken dangerously ill i was to save mitya alone then he left me money nearly ten thousand those notes to which the prosecutor referred in his speech having learnt from some one that he had sent them to be changed i was tremendously impressed to find that ivan fyodorovitch had not given up his idea of saving his brother and was confiding this plan of escape to me though he was still jealous of me and still convinced that i loved mitya oh that was a sacrifice no you cannot understand the greatness of such self-sacrifice alexey fyodorovitch i wanted to fall at his feet in reverence but i thought at once that he would take it only for my joy at the thought of mitch's being saved and he certainly would have imagined that and i was so exasperated at the mere possibility of such an unjust thought on his part that i lost my temper again and instead of kissing his feet flew into a fury again oh i am unhappy it's my character my awful unhappy character oh you will see i shall end by driving him too to abandon me for another with whom he can get on better like dmitri but no i could not bear it i should kill myself and when you came in then and when i called to you and told him to come back i was so enraged by the look of contempt and hatred he turned on me that do you remember i cried out to you that it was he he alone who had persuaded me that his brother dmitri was a murderer i said that malicious thing on purpose to wound him again he had never never persuaded me that his brother was a murderer on the contrary it was i who persuaded him oh my vile temper was the cause of everything i paved the way to that hideous scene at the trial he wanted to show me that he was an honourable man and that even if i loved his brother he would not ruin him for revenge or jealousy so he came to the court i am the cause of it all i alone am to blame katya never had made such confessions to alyosha before and he felt that she was now at that stage of unbearable suffering when even the proudest heart painfully crushes its pride and falls vanquished by grief oh alyosha knew another terrible reason of her present misery though she had carefully concealed it from him during those days since the trial but it would have been for some reason too painful to him if she had been brought so low as to speak to him now about that she was suffering for her treachery at the trial and alyosha felt that her conscience was impelling her to confess it to him 
to him alyosha with tears and cries and hysterical writhings on the floor but he dreaded that moment and longed to spare her it made the commission on which he had come even more difficult he spoke of mitya again it's all right it's all right don't be anxious about him she began again sharply and stubbornly all that is only momentary i know him i know his heart only too well you may be sure he will consent to escape it's not as though it would be immediately he will have time to make up his mind to it ivan fyodorovitch will be well by that time and will manage it all himself so that i shall have nothing to do with it don't be anxious he will consent to run away he has agreed already do you suppose he would give up that creature and they won't let her go to him so he is bound to escape it's you he's most afraid of he is afraid you won't approve of his escape on moral grounds but you must generously allow it if your sanction is so necessary katya added viciously she paused and smiled he talks about some him she went on again some cross he has to bear some duty i remember ivan fyodorovitch told me a great deal about it and if you knew how he talked katya cried suddenly with feeling she could not repress if you knew how he loved that wretched man at the moment he told me and how he hated him perhaps at the same moment and i heard his story and his tears with sneering disdain brute yes i am a brute i am responsible for his fever but that man in prison is incapable of suffering katya concluded irritably can such a man suffer men like him never suffer there was a note of hatred and contemptuous repulsion in her words and yet it was she who had betrayed him perhaps because she feels how she's wronged him she hates him at moments alyosha thought to himself he hoped that it was only at moments in Katya's last words he detected a challenging note but he did not take it up i sent for you this morning to make you promise to persuade him yourself or do you too consider that to escape would be dishonorable cowardly or something unchristian perhaps katya added even more defiantly oh no i'll tell him everything muttered alyosha he asks you to come and see him to-day he blurted out suddenly looking her steadily in the face she started and drew back a little from him on the sofa me can that be she faltered turning pale it can and ought to be alyosha began emphatically growing more animated he needs you particularly just now i would not have opened the subject and worried you if it were not necessary he is ill he is beside himself he keeps asking for you it is not to be reconciled with you that he wants you but only that you would go and show yourself at his door so much has happened to him since that day he realizes that he has injured you beyond all reckoning he does not ask your forgiveness it's impossible to forgive me he says himself but only that you would show yourself in his doorway it's so sudden faltered katya i've had a presentiment all these days that you would come with that message i knew he would ask me to come it's impossible 
let it be impossible but do it only think he realizes for the first time how he has wounded you the first time in his life he had never grasped it before so fully he said if she refuses to come i shall be unhappy all my life do you hear though he is condemned to penal servitude for twenty years he is still planning to be happy is not that piteous think you must visit him though he is ruined he is innocent broke like a challenge from alyosha his hands are clean there is no blood on them for the sake of his infinite sufferings in the future visit him now go greet him on his way into the darkness stand at his door that is all you ought to do it you ought to alyosha concluded laying immense stress on the word ought i ought to but i cannot katya moaned he will look at me i can't your eyes ought to meet how will you live all your life if you don't make up your mind to do it now better suffer all my life you ought to go you ought to go alyosha repeated with merciless emphasis but why to-day why at once i can't leave our patient you can for a moment it will only be a moment if you don't come he will be in delirium by to-night i would not tell you a lie have pity on him have pity on me katya said with bitter reproach and she burst into tears then you will come said alyosha firmly seeing her tears i'll go and tell him you will come directly no don't tell him so on any account cried katya in alarm i will come but don't tell him beforehand for perhaps i may go but not go in i don't know yet her voice failed her she gasped for breath alyosha got up to go and what if i meet anyone she said suddenly in a low voice turning white again that's just why you must go now to avoid meeting anyone there will be no one there i can tell you that for certain we will expect you he concluded emphatically and went out of the room End of section 94